Season one of the Building a Vibrant Community podcast is sponsored by a grant from Southern SARE, Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education. Welcome to the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities. Welcome to the podcast. I'm James Barnes, along with my co-host, Rachel Carter. Hi, everybody. And Lauren Colby Nichols. Hey, y'all. Guys, today we get to finish our interview with uh, the Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce here in Mississippi, Mr. Andy Gibson, and he's going to be talking about the the other three things that a food business can do to grow here in Mississippi by taking advantage of some of the great programs they have. That's exactly right. I'm looking forward to hearing about these different opportunities and different avenues that producers can use to sell their products in their state all by utilizing the resources available with our Department of Ag and Commerce. That's right, and they work with so many different food businesses throughout the year. Um, He's going to be sharing with us the other three ways they really get them to grow. So that's some exciting content. I know. I'm stoked. I'm a big fan of Farmer's Market, so I want to know everything that they've got going on to promote them around the state. Maybe learn a few things, start traveling. Well, let's not wait any longer. Let's jump into part two of our interview with Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce, Mr. Andy Gibson. So we've got two of the five things so far. Uh, number one was the international trade, the different things you're doing with SUSTA, Genuine Mississippi. And then we've got a third one here. And we want to talk about now we're going to shift to farmer's markets. Um, yeah. How many farmer's markets are in Mississippi? How's that been changing uh, over the last, let's say, 10 years? How, how's that going? How's that changing? You know, the, the farmer's markets in our state have experienced a tremendous growth. Uh, we have over 85 farmers markets in Mississippi here today. Uh, and in the last 10 or 15 years, that has uh, that represents about a triple growth in the number of markets where we see the evidence now that people want to buy local foods, local farmers. Uh, they want to know their farmer. Uh, and the farmers markets of today look uh, a little different than, than uh, in the old days. Uh, used to be fresh produce was what all you could find in the market. Today you're going to find uh, dairy products, milk, cheese. You'll find meat like beef, pork, lamb, honey, eggs that are available for purchase. Uh, and a lot of uh, crafted products, too, you find locally crafted products in our farmer's markets of today. And uh, they're really very popular. And we see every year more and more Mississippi farmer's markets coming into the marketplace. So um, how do farmers markets benefit the farmers and especially food producers that, that sell there? What's, what's that great benefit to them? Yeah, our farmers markets give our farmers a marketing opportunity to sell their products direct to the consumer at a retail price. Uh, they're In a lot of cases, they're sort of like a business incubator for someone who's just starting out, as you mentioned earlier, testing the market. They can do that at Genuine Mississippi. Some of them may want to do it in person at a farmer's market. Uh, small farmers, entrepreneurs with a product, a food item. And uh, farmer's markets also provide the opportunity to get into business by starting off small and uh, then growing into that if they decide they really want to. Um, the cottage food law in our state allows some food processors to sell 
uh, various types of foods direct to a consumer from their home kitchen as long as they follow proper labeling requirements. So if it's a crafted product, if it's a, if it's a homemade pie or other uh, products that folks want to sell from their home kitchen, uh, they can do that at the farmer's markets. And, uh, and uh, we certainly see a lot of interest in that these days. Well, it's, it's great to, to hear all the things that a farmer's market can do for a, um, a food producer and, and a farmer, but how can it um, benefit our local communities that, that host farmer's markets as a whole? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're living in a day that the sense of community is so important, and I think for some period of time in, in America, even here in Mississippi, you, you saw the, what has been described as the Walmartization of America loss of so many mom-and-pop stores and that central part of the community, the downtown Main Street. And farmer's markets are a way that we bring that back to our local communities. For example, just using one example, the Hernando Farmer's Market there in DeSoto County, gathering around the courthouse every weekend. Uh, it becomes a central hub for the community to come back and experience that sense of Main Street, uh, local farmers, local vendors, so at the same time, we're supporting our farmers. We are supporting our communities and uh, making an investment in our local businesses. And that helps the local economy. It helps the community. And at the end of the day, it's economic growth uh, being represented by the money spent in the local economy. And it stays right, right there at home. Uh, Commissioner, this is LC again. Um, as a consumer, I personally look forward to a good farmer's market, but can you tell us a little bit about the difference between a certified farmer's market versus a non-certified? Yeah, I'd be glad to. We have a certified farmer's market program that's been in place since 2008. It is uh, a voluntary way that a farmer's market can be uh, certified to provide Mississippi-grown fruit vegetables, plant materials, and other products that are made or processed in the state. So a certified farmer's market means a place where there are two or more Mississippi growers on a regular basis that have direct sale of their own farm produce, uh, where at least 50% is uh, grown right here in the state of Mississippi. We have, as of right now, 35 certified farmer's markets, a, a non-certified farmers market uh, you may be getting you may be getting some Mississippi products but uh, you, you may be getting something that's grown out of state uh, so it's important to look at that it's not required that anyone be a certified market but having that certification of a farmers market guarantees that, that uh, a lot of what is sold right there if not all is Mississippi grown Commissioner you and Oh, and ahead. by doing that, it's, it's, it is a tax exempt, just as it would be for a farmer selling direct uh, from the farm. We have so many of these farmers markets growing over the past few years. It's getting easier and easier to, to, to see them and to find them. Um, what are some of the tools that MDEC has online for us to be able to find the farmers markets around us? Because, you know, a lot of folks will travel and, and on the weekend and different times, not only using the local one they know of, but they may pick up one that's north of the state or south of the state. How, how can we um, get connected better to all the farmers markets in the state? Absolutely. You can uh, go to 
the website, msfarmersmarket.com. That's msfarmersmarket.com. And you can find the local farmer's market in your area. They're at the list maintained. We also have a Mississippi Farmer's Market mobile app. And that mobile app has ma- uh, mapping capabilities so folks can easily find these farmer's market and support our local farmers. Well, that farmer's markets are certainly a big part of local food systems. And uh, another part that's really important uh, as a part of the local food system, one of the other ways that that MDAC really supports local food systems is farm to school, which is a really important aspect of the food supply chain. Uh, can you talk about what is farm to school and, and what's going on with MDAC in that space? Yeah, uh, we're really excited about our farm to school program. Uh, it is a way that we are bringing back Mississippi grown produce, other food products to our schools, to the heart of each of our communities, uh, serving locally grown, locally produced agricultural products in our school meals. And uh, our department has been involved in farm to school, uh, working with the Mississippi Department of Education since 2002. Uh, We have seen uh, not only an increase in the variety and volume of produce that's consumed in our school lunchrooms, but we've seen a lot of education about where our food really comes from, the importance of agriculture, using tools such as our school gardens. Uh, We have a very successful school garden grant uh, called Growing Lunch, where we will assist any school, K-12, through preschools, daycare to start or expand a school garden by providing up to $500. Uh, You can find out more about it at our website, mdac.ms.gov. But these school gardens allow our kids to uh, get their hands dirty, learn where their food comes from, learn the importance of supporting agriculture and and buying locally to get that fresh product at the same time as growing their own food that they will get to enjoy as part of their school lunch. Well, Commissioner, this is Rachel. I bet that is something that um, our young people in the schools really enjoy um, taking part in. So it's very exciting yeah. to hear about that. Um, so how can a farmer that's interested in selling to schools just get started in this this whole process if this is something that they think they uh, might be good for their business to participate in? Thank you. There's a couple of ways to get started, and that's always the, the difficult part to do is where to begin. And so one way to begin is to contact your local school system directly or directly work with the schools. We find that some schools uh, have a well-established program to uh, offer uh, the farm-to-school uh, uh, products uh, and to purchase them from their local farmers. Uh, some of them do not. So uh, I would first contact the local school, work directly with them, Another alternative is to sell to schools through the Department of Defense Farm to School Program. This program purchases only fresh produce for schools. And uh, to do that, you can contact our office. We'll put them in touch with a prime vendor that handles procurement. And so in this way, that this will be a bulk purchase that will then be distributed to various schools uh, in Mississippi. The prime vendor is Mississippi Fruit and Vegetable based out of Grenada. These uh, purchasing decisions will be made typically in the early spring for the next school year. 
So it gives farmers time to plant and to grow. And then uh, uh, although produce is purchased through this program, it is distributed all across the state. And farmers participating through that uh, mechanism only have to deliver produce at two locations, one in Jackson and one in Corinth. Uh, also, I would add that farmers who are selling through the Department of Defense program are required to have GAP certification, good agricultural practice certification. But at MDAC, our department offers a cost share program that will assist with the financial cost, paying up to 75% of that cost, up to $500 to get certified. So uh, we encourage farmers who are out there to uh, contact your school system or contact us and get involved in the, the farm to school program. Uh, Commissioner, this is Elsie again. Uh, that's amazing how you help farmers, especially with their GAP certification. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the program itself helps food businesses, in particular the farmers? Yeah. Uh, you know, this was a really a, a untapped market, uh, a brand-new market and a growing market. Farm to School increases the marketing opportunities for our farmers to sell their products or their food business, uh, to sell their products, and uh, depending on how much you can grow and what you grow, selling to schools may be just the right market for you. For some farmers, uh, it may fit the model better to sell direct to the local schools. And for others that have a larger volume, uh, more beneficial perhaps to sell through the Department of Defense Farm to School program that, that we help uh, administer. But uh, the program also increases the volume and variety of fruit and vegetables that are offered in our school lunchrooms. So that's going to increase consumption of fruit and vegetables among students, healthier kids. And uh, as we get uh, young people exposed to good food earlier in life, they will continue eating them as they get older, making uh, for lifelong consumers and healthier customers. Commissioner, I, my guess is, is there, there's quite a few different kinds of food products going into the farm-to-school system. Can you talk a little bit about the types of, of food items that are going into the schools and, and being provided by the farmers in Mississippi? Yeah, we have a wide variety here in Mississippi. You know, I tell people all the time, if it's worth growing, we grow it uh, in Mississippi better than anybody else. So, it shouldn't surprise you. You've got a wide variety, such as uh, blueberries, cherry tomatoes, greens, uh, peas, butter beans, cantaloupes. We see squash, uh, zucchini, watermelons, broccoli, and sweet potatoes, even strawberries, and uh, a lot of cucumbers. So all of those are items that are grown right here in Mississippi and then sold either directly to our local schools or through the DOD program. It's a great program. And uh, we'd love to see more participation by our farmers. Well, that's a that's a, a an, an outstanding opportunity to sell local with uh, whatever they're producing. Because my goodness, there's so many different kinds that are being uh, you know used in the food system. So we've got four items that we've covered so far. We've covered international trade support with Susta. We've talked about genuine Mississippi. Uh, farmers markets and all the changes there and things that are happening and then how farmers can get involved and, and actually sell their products and be involved in the farm to school system. We've got one more to go. I know that you want to talk about and we, we've thought through. Um, talk to us about agritourism, especially 
you know, this time of year, we're here in the, in the fall, and uh, things are coming up. People are seeing lots of visits by consumers to agritourism places. So what does MDAC do to really support the agritourism industry in, in helping it grow? Well, it's an exciting time, and uh, agritourism is, is always an exciting topic for us. We, uh, we see a lot of growth in this area. Uh, as fewer and fewer people are living on their farm or uh, fewer kids even today growing up on a farm or, or, or even have a relative that uh, operates a farm, we see more and more people wanting to visit the farm in an agritourism context. That's uh, driving economic growth on our farms and in rural communities. I think according to the MSU Extension, uh, the economic impact of agritourism is at the very least uh, $4 million every year. And when you factor in other outdoor activities that could, you could have, hunting, fishing, uh, wildlife, uh, watching horse trail riding, then the economic impact uh, balloons to nearly $2.7 billion every year. And what we do uh, through the Department of Agriculture and Commerce, we support the agritourism industry by offering uh, the Agritourism Limited Liability Program. And secondly, we promote the agritourism industry uh, every chance that we get. A lot of people may not uh, may not uh, want to think they want to become an agritourism facility or location. They may be afraid someone will get hurt. Or, uh, but we actually have a specific law in Mississippi that provides for limited liability for a farm that it becomes an agritourism operation. As of right now, we have about 77 registered uh, limited liability agritourism programs under the law. Uh, it went into effect July 2012. It gets uh, gives landowners added liability protection as long as they make common sense efforts to make their property secure. Uh, there's a small fee of $50 to register to become uh, agritourism certified. And then when that happens, that the uh, location uh, is eligible to have uh, certain warning signs and uh, documentation there. And as a benefit to that, uh, uh, farmers can take comfort in the fact that they are protected from uh, excessive liabilities. There's an application for that, and that is at msagritourism.com. Uh, we encourage people to sign up for that. Uh, people who want to visit the farm, obviously they're there to uh, buy products grown on the farm. So this is another way to have an added market for farmers and support the uh, uh, efforts in growing local food. Uh, and then the second thing we do is promoting the agritourism industry. Uh, we have folded agritourism uh, as an integral part of our Genuine Mississippi program. For example, uh, we have a Genuine Mississippi Christmas tree promotion every year to encourage the public to buy real live Mississippi-grown Christmas trees. You might not think about it, but we have a number of Mississippi-grown Christmas tree farms uh, in this state, and so we promote that every year. We'll be rolling that out in the not-too-distant future. Um, we also... We're about to launch an exciting genuine Mississippi agritourism passport program in order to visit folks, uh, in order to encourage folks to visit more farms across the state. Uh, visitors will get a passport. They will have stamped when 
whenever they visit a farm, and then they can get prizes based on how many of our agritourism farms they visit. Uh, we'll be rolling out the details on that soon. But uh, we have a complete list of all of our agritourism locations. Uh, we also include that list in our Mississippi Market Bulletin. And so uh, we encourage people, especially this time of the year, harvest season and leading up to the holidays, uh, to get out and visit your local farms and their agritourism locations. Commissioner, we've got five incredibly powerful ways that food businesses can grow in Mississippi just by taking advantage of the services that MDEC offers. We've got international trade support through SUSTA, which was really, really good to know about. Genuine Mississippi, they can brand their products with that program and get lots of other support online. Uh, Farmers markets give them another opportunity to sell local uh, if they don't want to do that or they may want to do that and they want to jump into the farm to school program, they could do that as well. And at the end of the day, if they are growing food for local food systems, they have a chance for agritourism. And so they have an opportunity there to diversify a little bit and grow their business that way. These are five ways that you guys are really doing such a great job to help the food businesses in Mississippi grow. Well, we, we appreciate that. It is, uh, it is part and parcel of what we do. Uh, the more we support our local farmers and uh, grow that local food business, we're really helping our overall economy. After all, uh, agriculture is the largest industry in the state of Mississippi. And uh, I think that our farmers see now that there's so many ways to capitalize on the local food uh, demand and not to mention the uh, agritourism demand uh, for their uh, variety of uh, farms to visit. And we're excited to do that. We are uh, honored to do that, and we will continue to do that in the days to come. I would add, if I could, a bonus here, uh, that we are in the early uh, early, uh, uh, early stages of planning a, uh, a locally crafted center that we'll be rolling out, I believe, in the next uh, couple of years to help uh, Mississippi agriculture uh, even grow more by the use of uh, uh, agriculture entrepreneurs uh, who are developing products, a crafted center to grow to uh, to uh, prepare their products with a commercial kitchen, and we're excited to perhaps be launching that in the next year or two in association with, in association with our Mississippi Farmers Market here in downtown Jackson. So we'll have some more. Maybe we could visit about next year on that for a crafted center. Maybe we can. Maybe we can have you come back and tell us all about that in, in, in another podcast. Would that be okay? We'll look forward to that. Yeah. Well, Commissioner, we greatly appreciate all that you do to support food businesses and agriculture in general. Uh, we, we are, are really, really uh, fortunate that you joined us on the podcast, and uh, we just appreciate what you do, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. hope you have a great day, and uh, we'll look forward to listening to all of the episodes of your new and exciting podcast. Thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. What a great interview this has been. We've had two parts to it to get through all the content with our interview with the Mississippi Commissioner of Ag and Commerce, Mr. Andy Gibson. Uh, He covered a lot of stuff, guys. Five things that a food business in this state can plug into to grow. Uh, International trade support, genuine Mississippi, uh, that helps you brand locally. Farmers markets, farm to school, and agritourism. My goodness, there's so much here. 
There is, and he spoke so highly of the farmers markets in Mississippi and how hard they work and what a great job they do building communities. Um, I was really excited to hear um, about the growth just over the past, uh, I think, 13 years. He mentioned how they've grown since 2006 and uh, getting to know the difference between certified farmers markets and non-certified and how those are constantly growing. It's just, it is great for the way it's building our communities. And I I was very excited to hear more about the Farm to School program and the opportunities that that can provide our small farmers and our farmers in Mississippi is wonderful because you think about how many communities have schools in in the local area. So that's that's a huge uh, potential customer base. Well, and as you, you know, we've talked about this several times, food business in general is a little complicated. Yes. um, Just because of safety reasons and rules and regulations, things they need to understand as an entrepreneur. So knowing that you can reach out to the Mississippi Department of Ag and Commerce, and these are the five things that you can really plug into, is is just like a ready-made, just-add-water plan to grow. I mean, it really is. And so we appreciate the commissioner being with us for this episode. Uh, We've got more to come. Uh, In the next episode, we're going to be talking about how to build your website, if you're a food business, to sell your products. What are the things that should be on your website? What should it say? What should it not say uh, to help you connect with customers and grow your business? That's going to be the topic for the next episode of the podcast. We thank all of you for being with us and hope that you'll listen next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities.